When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. On today's show, I get emotional about the tears that roll down Pochettino's face, whilst Woods drops truth bombs about the ironically named Champions League. I, I, I just continue to hate Manchester United. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. The final day of the season came and gone, came and went, came and gone, and we have Premier League champions. And no, it is not the mighty Liverbirds. No, no, it is the Blue Dicks, yeah? The big Blue Dicks of Manchester City swung low, swung proud, and fucked Liverpool exactly where they should be fucked, Yeah? How's that for an intro? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, man. Good. I'm here with Lee Collab. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, very good, man. All good. And I'm also here with Tom Woods. How are you doing, buddy? You know what? This time last week, I was feeling pretty happy about things. And the preceding two days basically ruined and quashed all my excitement about the European Cup next year. Elaborate, please. N- next, next year or, or the final? Next year, mate. Uh, basically. Oh, no. So this time last week... I was pretty happy about Chelsea qualifying for the Champions League. Uh, happy that we're back into that, that the Premier competition. The next two days proceeded to basically destroy my dream, or our dream final of, of Cruyff Bowl 2019 between Barcelona and Ajax, and has instead given the complete fucking nightmare that is Liverpool versus Tottenham, a game of which that I despise. To just put it into context... If I could pick two teams I loathe the most, they are now playing in the Champions League final on the 1st of June. Is that the same for you, Lee? It's up there, mate, definitely. Um, I'm struggling to, to counter anything with another team. Maybe Man United? Yeah, no. I think you hate Spurs more than Man United. Oh, yeah, I think I do. And I think you hate Liverpool more than Man United too. 
Oh, correct, obviously. Yeah. Then goes exactly. Without saying. So yeah, you're, you're probably right. I mean, I was thinking about West Ham for some reason. I've always disliked West Ham as well as a kid. Uh, but... uh, West Ham way. <laughs> exactly. For me, obviously. Won the World Cup, mate. But, you know, by the way, we, we watched, um, just to go off on one, we watched this new show called on Sky. I don't know how new it is. But it's called The Football Years, right? And they talk about, um, they basically pick a season. You know like the Premier League years goes through just the Premier League. Football years goes through entire world football, basically, by year. It's, it's amazing, it's isn't it? It's fucking incredible. And um, yeah. they mentioned uh, West Ham on there the other day. And Di Canio was doing some nice stuff. And... I've come to the conclusion that the West Ham way is literally because Paolo Di Canio played some nice football in the 90s and basically that's now the way that it all should be because he's the only player they've ever had other than maybe Joe Cole that like plays in that way. Have they literally got the West Ham way from Di Canio? Football was before, you know, 1992, before the Premier League. There was football before that. And and as we go back, so what else did did West Ham do that was the West Ham way, that played attacking beautiful football? Because I'm pretty sure that team that won the World Cup probably played kick and rush. Yeah, which at the time would have been, you know, oh my God, look at this, this is amazing. Did you ever hear about the West Ham way growing up? The beautiful football. You heard about it in the in like when we were at university and afterwards, didn't you? Of course, yeah. Exactly. When people our age are looking back at the glorious but, West Ham of yore, which included Paolo Di Canio being a bit flary. But we've established this uh, earlier in, early on in the season. No one knows what the West Ham way. That's the beauty of it because no one knows what it is. Mate, it's because so it can be literally however you want it to be. It's because Di Canio scored a goal, right? They scored a bicycle kick goal, scissor scissor kick finish, and it was a little bit flary. That's the West Ham way, mate. You don't rate that goal, do you? No, I don't rate that goal. But anyway, I well, do. it's a good goal, but it's not goal of the best. It's not the best goal ever, which people proclaim it to be. All right, I guarantee you there were better goals scored that season. I, oh, I guarantee you, guarantee you. Anyway, sorry, we, I completely turned it on a head there, Woods. Literally, the two teams that you don't want to be in the European Cup final are in the European Cup final. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm trying to think of the worst one. Man City, Liverpool would be held for me, and they just did that for the Premier League. So, do you know what I mean? I kind of know how you feel a little bit. It's, um, I, I, you know what's really pissed me off, though? Um, I can accept Liverpool being there because they're a really good football team. Um, 97 points. And we'll get to them and, and how, how their league uh, ultimately turned out. But I fancied them against Barcelona anyway. Um, I, I wasn't impressed with Barcelona against Manchester United. And Manchester United, as Michael attests to, that is that they are fucking dreadful. Um, and it was really a unfair result. In the Camp Nou, the 3-0 victory for Barcelona. I thought Liverpool worth more than that. Um, And it felt like it was over, but... There is a a but from that game, though, as well. The fact that Dembele did not put away that that last-minute chance. The The fourth, fourth, I really do think it makes... I know whilst I appreciate Liverpool scored four on the night in the second leg, I think the mentality, you know, I feel like 3-0 is still achievable. 4-0, you just know it's a little bit harder. Well, we spoke about it. When, When he didn't put that in... Me and you both were like, oh, mm. that doesn't feel good. No. That doesn't sit well with me here. I mean, it's an incredible achievement uh, taken into account. They were without Salah and Firmino for the tie, uh, the second leg. Um, to win 4-0 against Barcelona uh, with effectively your uh, makeshift front line is, is, is staggering. And it, it, There is something, as annoying as it is, there is something special at Anfield on European nights where they just managed to drag themselves through these ties. Well, that was, that, was, that was the other key factor that you had to take into account. Not only did it yeah. was a 3-0, they were going to Anfield where, as you've just touched upon, we all know 
from experience now that you go to Anfield on European night, there is something in the air, you there know, is. in quotations. Can I ask, can say, can I ask no. a quick question? Yeah. Because I, I, I don't proclaim to be a historian of Liverpool fixture lists. Before, obviously, the Barcelona game and at Anfield, the famous Anfield, what was the last one that you can remember that was like a big European night at Anfield, which was like, whoa. Man City last year. Before that? Uh, Dortmund and the Europa League. He's got a good memory. This <laughs> He's got a good memory. Yeah. I, 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 the ones that stick more in my memory are obviously the ones... Right, so you've got Chelsea in there as well, haven't you? Yeah. Um, th- those are the ones that haunt me, um, which is really the basis of my deep-set hatred because um, I would have been... <laughs> <laughs> I would have been in my teenage, late teenage years when Chelsea were the best team in Europe and we just couldn't get past Liverpool because of Anfield and it was extremely frustrating. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- there is something about that venue. Um, I, 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 do you I, know what it is? I think it's, it's because we, we mock the fans for, you know, their, their crazy extreme <laughs> views of their own yeah. club and how biased they are and how they sit. But, but that's, that's the advantage of when it comes to one of those nights is they so be- get behind their team. I dread, I dread the day that United ever played them in the Champions League in that environment. It's absolute, isn't it? I mean, I mean it goes. It, it's all. It's, it feels like it's an all-day thing for them. Yeah. Um, well, did even when we played them in the league? I hate going to Anfield in the league. You never yeah. like back when you know. Obviously, United were riding high and Liverpool were dog shit. You go to Anfield and they would all just be because the crowd are on it. The crowd are on it for that for that game, and they'd the be players. lunchtime kickoffs as well because yeah, they wouldn't exactly. ever kick a United game off um, in the in the evening. Um, could you imagine? I mean, it would be lovely one day if Manchester United could get back to being Manchester United and play against this Liverpool team in, in a European Cup, you know, proper knockout game. Because um, we almost got it. I, I'm, I'm sure that you're quite happy that you we didn't because um, because uh, I, I, I think it would have been an absolute shoe in. Um, uh, but yeah, can you find point. Ollie's at the wheel? It would have been fine. Yeah, I think since Paris, he's been drinking heavily, mate. Um, he's he's all over the road at this point. Um, the other game pissed me off, mate. Pissed me <laughs> right fucking off. I fuck's sake. I it all goes back. It all goes back to the group stage. I, I I'm gonna start because basically they shouldn't even be in this fucking competition at this stage. <laughs> fucking Valverde. Fuck you. How fucking dare you basically put a B team out so they can get out of the group stage? This is on him. Liverpool are playing Tottenham in the European Cup semi-final because of fucking Valverde. Um, can you just explain what happened? Like, obviously. Right. Group stage, Tottenham were awful. Fucking awful. They got picked to pieces by teams. It was a difficult-ish group. Uh, they had uh, PSV, Inter Milan and Barcelona. Now, Barcelona uh, were fine and they were through by the last game and Tottenham went to um, Barcelona on the last day of, uh, I think it was match day six, we'll call it, um, of the group, needing to get a result. Um, And Barcelona took the lead early. Um, But because it was their reserve team, Tottenham ultimately ground out a one-all draw, uh, which was enough to get them through when Inter Milan completely bottled it against PSV, who I think had like a point or barely anything at that stage. Um, And that point was enough to get them through. Uh, when they really didn't deserve to. They then played Dortmund and, you know, fair play. They they blew the doors off Dortmund, I think, early in the second half after getting smashed for 45 minutes. They um, they scored a couple of early goals, uh, put them to the sword and then obviously won comfortably through that tie. They then went to play Manchester City, 
And um, City had a penalty early and Aguero fucking missed it, didn't he? If he scores that, completely different tie. Completely different tie. And then in the second leg, I mean, I don't know what Pep Guardiola said to them before kickoff because I'm sure it should have been along the lines of do not concede an away goal. Do not concede. Within 10 minutes, they conceded two. Like, what are you doing? Ah. Oh. And then obviously you get VAR, which puts them through into the semi-final where they're playing Ajax. And the Ajax has obviously had a uh, a lovely tournament up to that point. Uh, put Real Madrid to the sword and um, sent Ronaldo packing as well. Delightful stuff. And they win 1-0 at, at, at the new Tottenham ground as well. And you're feeling good about things. And then they go a couple of goals up in this as well. And you're feeling really good about things now because Tottenham now have to score three. And everyone fucking did it, didn't they? The, the second goal. Oh, for the love of God. What a double save by that goalkeeper. Only for, to have his midfielder get in the way. And the ball then rebounds to Lucas Moura, who then bags a second. And the third goal. I, 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 if I was an Amsterdam fan, if I was an Ajax Amsterdam fan, I don't think I'd be over it now. I stood in the front room like I felt sick. <laughs> Literally sick when that happened. I couldn't believe what I, I'd just witnessed. It, a straight fucking ball down the middle. Are you kidding me? I've got to say, I, I don't think hey, they're Here's a thought, though. If I remember rightly, you're, you're, when you won the Champions League, come on, that wasn't exactly like you were playing beautiful football and, you know, rolling through every round. Mate. We played Barcelona in the semi-final. Yeah, and it was a hoof up the fucking pitch, as you just described it, you know, that it fell to Torres mm, and he finished. I, I, shall, shall we talk about that Ramirez goal, shall we? <laughs> Do you want to talk about that one? Well, we'll just talk about, you know, we can talk about Mora's goals. They, they were tidy. I mean, they were t- tidy finishes, but like, let's not kid it. They, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't be in the final. Um, I appreciate what guys... you're saying about the group stage. They got, they done, they got jammy to get out of that group. They really as you did. said, it, ultimately it was the PSV Inter Milan game. It, it was. The for thing. me, as soon as Ajax started missing quite a lot of chances. Oh my God. Where, uh, they hit the post, didn't they? Uh, after, so in extra, t- in, uh, extra time, in, in uh, the extra time at the end of 90, uh, when Vertonghen obviously went close, um, a mate of mine texted me saying, oh, that was the moment. And I knew then it still wasn't. And then obviously... Um, Zakir. Ajax, Zakir, yeah, hit, hit, hit the post. Not Fakir, for me, no, that... Zayek, whatever his name is. Zayek, Zayek. yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. Completely the wrong and, player, wrong and team, that, everything. And that was the moment. That was the moment. He hits the post there. If that goes in the back of the net, it's over. Uh, and, uh, and we can enjoy watching the European Cup final, praying that Ajax see off Liverpool in the final. But as it is, straight ball down the middle, that they just defended awfully. Just terrible defending. Um, and it just showed a lack. And, and Mourinho That's does experience, them out. isn't it? It is experience. And I, I loved Mourinho's comments at full time because he was bang on the point is that Ajax are going to be sitting on the sofa at home with their philosophy. And, and it's right because basically, if they had to be three goals up in a European Cup semi-final at home and not make the final. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. And the thing is with, with Ajax as well, it's been, um, was it, 96 was the last time they went to a final. Um, so, blah, 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 blah. so what are we, tw- 20, is it 23 years? Uh, 23 years. 23 years. They're not going to go back to one for another quarter century. This was their moment. Um, and you Would know, you say they- it was their perfect moment? Well, it was. They were, they, were, they were three goals up against Tottenham in a semi-final and they managed to basically balls it all up. Do you know what? I thought Woods was going to come in, you know, and be like, do you know what? Fair play. I've been calling them bottle jobs all season. Here they are. They've finally they just stepped happened up. To f- they've happened to run into a team who are bigger bottle jobs than them. Mate, they, 
how are you going to argue that Ajax didn't buy it? How are you going to argue that? Job is, I feel like it's, it's, it's harsh on Ajax because ultimately they, they, they're a predominantly young team. They haven't gone through anything like that before. You go in free, you come in at half time, you're 3 up on aggregate, and then Spurs get that early goal. It's the worst thing that could happen. It's the worst thing because then straight away you, that sows the seed of doubt and then how they want to express themselves and how they try to play football, which ultimately they weren't using their brains because they were just continuing to counter-attack in quite large numbers, I felt, and they're always leaving themselves exposed. It was a back-and-forth game. So that's on the manager, would you say? I think, I think to be honest, it was, it, the issue was with uh, Lorente up front. They could not handle Oh, Lorente. they couldn't deal with him, could they? That was the issue. And then yeah, yeah. what they needed to work on was picking up them second balls, and they weren't doing that, and that's where ultimately no. they lost it. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. It gave um, a passageway back into the game, an outlet yeah, every time for Tottenham. I mean, po- Pochettino, uh, and I'll give credit where it's due, he, he looked at half-time and went, right, how do I solve this? Big man up top, and just basically second balls, as you say. And I thought Ali had a pretty good game as well. I thought uh, that's one of his better games this season. He's been, uh, been for me, bang average this mm. year, is the way I'd describe him. I think he's been playing too centrally in the midfield. Start of the season. But you've been calling him out every season, though. But you don't we've, only really done like one, we've only done one season on the show, haven't we? Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking just in our lives. No, there was a year where he, where he was good, and I happily admitted that. Oh, I don't think you happily well, we don't admitted have, it. We don't have evidence of that, do we? Because we didn't record it. So, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? The um, Mate, you, to be fair, the whole there's a lot of uh, that that World Cup squad that have come back this season and not been good. Oh, exactly. Delhi yeah, Ali's just been one of them. Um, Trippier, awful. Yeah, it's so bad. Another Tottenham player. <laughs> Does it help with Ajax though? Like we talk about, you just asked whether it was the manager's fault. Usually yes. the point the fingers would be pointed at the senior players, right? Yes. They should be dragging it through. Now, one of the things, the, the natural person to blame here is the golden boy, this Matthias De Litt. He's it is nine, a bit. 19. It's How, a bit unfair, isn't he it? He is the captain. However, one thing I did notice throughout the game, especially when Spurs started, when you're a bit worried about Ajax, you know, when there was gaps appearing and they couldn't handle Lorente, etc. One thing about which I think raised De Litt's stock with me I don't think he looked overawed by it because he Absolutely was cons- not, no. he was consistently having a go at his teammates. I think his teammates crumbled and he was doing his best to fucking hold the castle up basically because he was fucking angry that second half man. He was so agitated with what's going on in front of him. He'll be disappointed with that. But that's the manager's the, responsibility, though. Surely, is to get a bit through to his players, especially at half time. Yeah, but, I, but, I, but dude, as you as you touched on earlier, the fact of the matter is is that. You can be the most talented player in the world, but the mental side of the game is more is more important. Mm. Every great player has great mental fortitude to, to be the best, right? You look at the Man United squad, absolutely. There's there's no question there's some talented boys in there, but they've got no application, no desire. Their mental fortitude is shit. You look at those Ajax players, they've never been in this position before. We'll highlight it's been 23 years since since this club has been in that position before. Yeah, most of them weren't even alive. So The, the, the pressure that they're under... Because this is, I mean, if even someone like um, Tadic, you know, what's he ever really done before? Played for Southampton. You know, he's done all right. This is a different level to anything he's experienced before. And he's actually more one of the elder statesmen of the team. Wouldn't a lot of that team learn the Europa League? Well, so, some of them. It's not the Champions yeah, League. Were. It's not the semi-final of the Champions League. It's a European League final. It's not a European Cup final. It's not and the they se- lost. It's not the semi-final of the Champions League. <laughs> to yeah. Manchester United. Yeah. It's not the semi-final of the Champions League where you're already freeing up 
And now you've got the... I know. You're on a knife edge where you could go down as being legends or you could go down and that seed of doubt is in your head. They get the early goal, as you said. Man, and all of a sudden, that's what it all stemmed it's, from. It's, it's, you just forget. You, you see this happen to sports I think it was an, I think it was an element of, of a tactical change from Pochettino bringing Lorente on and just that, that was the outlet. We're not, we're not going to stop fanning around with it. We're just literally going to hit it long and we're going to play off you. And they, they struggled to deal with that. There was a physicality about it. I mean, I wouldn't say Lorente is superb in the air, but for some reason he looked pretty decent that night. Even when they were when handy. he was losing headers, looked handy. Oh, handy, yeah. It was causing all sorts of problems. The, and the second just, ball just, just... was always dropping to a Tottenham yeah. player, and I think that's a lot on the Ajax's midfield for not recognising that mm. um, as well. Uh, but like going back to the lit, I don't want to criticise him too much, but I think he'll be frustrated with um, the defending on that, the the the, uh, the winner ultimately. I think the first ball we could have probably done more with and he didn't react fast enough to the the, the danger of Mora. But these things happen and th- th- this is the final we've got. We've got, we've got Tottenham versus Liverpool, which is great for the, the Premier League. Um, it's a comp- it's a, it's a Champions, Champions League final between two teams that have combined to not win the league in 58 years. Um, <laughs> so and, uh, one title in 30. Uh, between them as well. So, yes, the Champions League is probably an adequate title for this competition. Out of interest, the Europa League final between Arsenal and Chelsea, uh, 10 titles in the last 30 years. Uh, combined 34 trophies in that 30 years as well versus 14 yeah. of the European Cup final. So just going to say, what is the bigger game? It's probably the one on the 29th and not on the 1st of June. Not that, and I'm pretty sure that I'm speaking for all of us, we're going to see it because we're going to have the first ever avoiding the European Cup final party on the 1st of June in London. So any listeners out there, hit us up if you want to come join us if you don't want to see any of the football on the 1st of June. Uh. Can I ask you both a question? A point blank question. Is he right. going to have these blue tinted bloody glasses on? Most likely, <laughs> right? Who do you want to win? Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Do you want me to expand on that? Please. Liverpool have already won five. Uh, they've they've had probably the, the best moment they'll ever have in a European Cup final with the AC Milan thing that happened 14 years ago. But the key thing um, is something that we've all experienced. We all was there. We all went through, you know, the trials and tribulations with our friends, our Liverpool. Anyone Liverpool? I mean, social media wasn't even massive then. We would, we would struggle. I think. I if Tottenham win a European Cup, mate, I will stop watching football because <laughs> fuck it. Because they, I, I, I just can't get my head around how a team that haven't won the Premier or the Premier Division in their country in fifty-eight years can be in a. Champions oh, League. mate, come on, that's bollocks, because we all know for, for uh, come some... Come on, that's bollocks. I'm trying to work this out. How many times has basically a team not won the league in that long? But how many... It'd, be, it'd probably be Liverpool, actually. You're talking about, you know, the, the, t- the time that's, that's passed since they've won, last won a title. I appreciate that. But there's so many times where the Champions, the Champions League is won by someone that isn't the champions of their own fucking country. And that's fine. But ten, they tend to have probably won the league in recent history. The, the, I, I would, again, go back to the fact that the ones that haven't, was probably Liverpool in 2005. It's, look, I, I, I jest on this a little bit, um, but honestly, Tottenham win it would be the worst fucking thing to happen to football um, ever. Apart from had results gone a different way on Sunday, which we'll get to, and they didn't, thank fuck for that, because honestly, had Liverpool won the Premier League and Tottenham won the European Cup, I ain't kidding, I would have definitely stopped watching football. I have to go do something else. Do you remember when we started this show and we had these discussions between ourselves? Like, what kind of show do we want to be? You know, 
and we all came to the conclusion fairly quickly. You know, I would imagine Liverpool fans and maybe you know wouldn't really want to listen to this show. Maybe Spurs fans as well. What we have done is completely alienate those guys absolutely beyond beyond any shadow. They're of never doubt. coming back again, mate. They are, mate. They don't give a fuck about this at all. We we have cut quite a lot of uh, potential audience from ourselves here as the show has progressed over the years. It's because we're letting the Chelsea boy run the show effectively, isn't it? Whoa! 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 <laughs> wow. um, Lee, why... Th- that, them views you just had there were so, like, anti-Tottenham, were so strong. You know, that's only... That I, 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 I where, did tell it, you come before, at the start of this conversation, I fucking loathe Tottenham Hotspurs. <laughs> I don't just hate them. I hate them with every fibre of my being. I, I, I really wish I really wish I could be unbiased on this, but I wouldn't be honest to myself. Why do Chelsea fans hate Tottenham? I just do, to be honest. I couldn't, I couldn't even break it down. It's obviously a London thing. Um, Why not Arsenal? Because London and Arsenal have been um sorry, London. Arsenal have been a banter club for forever and a day. They're like a soft touch, aren't they? I don't know, it's it's a weird thing. It's only it's probably grown over the last four or five years because Tottenham were obviously terrible before that. Because this uh, is the thing, so I, going back to Is uni, this the Battle of the Bridge? Is this where it stems from? <laughs> it's probably a big part of it. I, I, when was it uni? You never hated Spurs like this. Because they Tottenham weren't competition. Weren't a thing back then. They weren't a thing back then, were they? They were like bantering around with Harry Redknapp as manager. But Arsenal were a thing back then. They were, and we, we actually owned them back then as well, which is great. Drogba did pretty much... Have his way. Okay, we're talking awesome. about that time. I was just thinking of the Carnu hat trick where, you know. Oh, yeah. So, you, yeah, when we were at university in 99. Well, no, but there's a time before that. Where Arsenal Did, used believe to dominate me, you. Believe me, I am well aware that Arsenal owned us up until about 2004. I am very much aware of that. So, My concern why, is that we're why, starting why to fall back then? into that. So, why not growing up? Were, were Arsenal your more hated rival? Probably. Is this, is it, by the way, is this consensus? Is this, this Chelsea wild? You know, like yeah. Every, yeah. They all hate Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, at this point, <laughs> at this point, at this point um, it, it is amusing because obviously it all went around last, uh, last Wednesday, Thursday time where people were kind of like talking about who they'd rather win the European Cup. And it's kind of like, some Chelsea fans are going, oh, you know, Tottenham, they've done well to get there. And every Chelsea fan was responding, going, you ain't a Chelsea fan. If that's, if that's your opinion, you ain't a Chelsea fan. It's just, it, it, I, it's a weird thing, maybe for you, uh, because I mean we, we're a local in the sense that it's London, but I do think that it's flared up massively probably over the last four years. For me, it's a bit more than that, because family Christmases start to get a little bit less fun if Tottenham win a European Cup. <laughs> you did marry into Spurs fans, didn't you? Half. I married. I married a Chelsea fan, but mother and mother's side of Tottenham. So. Devastating. Devastating. What about well, you, Lee? Who, do you, want, who it... do you want to win? Well, as much as I was kind of sticking up for Tottenham there, I actually really despise Tottenham myself. Um, <laughs> but mine's more of a sentimental reason from when I was a kid. Hi, Rob Swan. How's it going? No, <laughs> um, oh, no, 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 no. Before, way before Rob Swan. Oh, the, the, okay. Yeah, so no, I no. had the FA Cup 1991 Road to Wembley video. And when I bought it from WH Smith, I took it home with me and I never... Didn't know, the, didn't know who was going to win the FA Cup. I didn't know who, who won. I was only five years old. I pl- popped it on. And once Everton got knocked out, I was like, okay, I want Nottingham Forest to win because I've really enjoyed this team. I quite like them, blah, blah, blah. And obviously they get knocked out. Well, Spurs do them in the final. Des Walker and goal. And from that moment, I was like, I fucking hate Tottenham. I just hated them. And then it escalated. So when we went to school, as you just mentioned, our good friend Rob Swan and Trevor Kirk, 
both Tottenham fans, both banging on about Robbie Keane, and it used to get on my fucking tits. And Robbie Keane always used to score against us as well. So that's where my hatred for Tottenham stems from. Liverpool, obviously, I don't need to go any further. I'm an Everton fan. We naturally hate Liverpool. So, yeah. I, I want Spurs to win. I, I, sh- I, sh- I should be, I should be I sh- with you. I should be with you. Quite be, heavily be, as well. Honestly. All the Everton fans out there, they all, they all want Tottenham to win. They obviously don't want Liverpool to win. And I completely understand that. From, just from a personal point of view, I don't think I can handle Tottenham winning. Mate. As Wood said, you know, Liverpool, we've been there before. Tottenham, this is going to be literally the first time they've ever actually won something significant in fucking years. Apart from like the Worthington Cup or whatever it was. Significant was the key word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously the Wormington Cup isn't that significant at all really (laughs) so yeah that's what I mean the key is Tottenham mate the fans will explode they will explode I mean Liverpool we already know that's going to happen we know the bullshit that's going to come with it you know the fucking the history they're bringing the regurgitator over and over again blah 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 we've been there before Tottenham it's new territory and I don't think it's a territory I want to get into (laughs) the key thing to remember as well with Liverpool is that winning the European Cup is literally the thing that they didn't want it, it, it doesn't matter. They are so desperate to win the Premier League that winning the European Cup is honestly just a consolation prize for them at this point, which this is, is true. ridiculous. This is true. But that's, that's honestly what it is. So do, do to... even those fans that gloat about it, it's like, yeah, <clears throat> but you didn't win the Premier League, did you? Do you know what I've had to put up with this week? Oh, yeah, don't worry. It doesn't matter. We'll get, we'll get the European Cup. It's fine. And it's like... But, but they have taken that approach. Haven't they? they have massively <laughs> taken. So, Liberal, you... Liberal fans are expect to win that trophy. They they expect to win that trophy. The reason why I want Spurs to win is because when I was growing up as a Manchester United fan, a privileged Manchester United fan, Spurs were terrible. We used to fucking murder these guys every week. The boys at boys at Spurs or lads at Spurs. That that's there for a reason. That came from Ferguson because Spurs were our bitches throughout my entire childhood. It was fantastic, and as I've grown up. What I will say, there are times in the you show... You guys feel we, sorry for the bitch. Well, no, but like, as we've, we've talked about this at length for this season, as much as you boys fucking hate Spurs, both of you have admitted that's uh, a pretty good stadium. Yeah? Well, I had the privilege of visiting it on Sunday. You visited it on Sunday, and how it was, was it? Fucking, it's amazing, mate. It's yeah? a fucking incredible stadium. Talk about that sausage roll. Oh, mate, the sausage roll, mate. This fucking sausage roll I had was on another level. It was better <laughs> than anything you can get on, like, any, like high street bakery even the you know the the independent bakeries mate they're not competing with this mate it was a fucking great sausage roll three quid yeah three quid so, uh hot dog was five fifty. wow packing away the food that way um and and the beers <laughs> uh obviously they you know the whole gimmick of coming up from the bottom you know and they're fucking good mate and they have beaver town as well mate. Uh, they have the old neck oil oh, they have the old neck oil mate how many stadiums do you know that have got neck oil going on the go i don't know mate Right, so you've just sat there and waxed lyrical about the new Spurs. But wait, 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 I don't want to hear your other side of the. the, the wait, wait, no, 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 let me, let me, no, because I've already talked about the food for fuck's sake. All right, go on then. The, the actual stadium itself is it's, it's incredible. You go inside, and for me, it had more of a wow factor than Wembley. Wembley's obviously fucking probably third, third of the size bigger, but it just looks beautiful. I think aesthetically. You know the 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 atmosphere. There was a good atmosphere. Obviously, it's final day. You can't expect that anyway. I, I, mate, I had no issue. Oh, atmosphere, that's interesting. Wait, wait, wait. So where, where, where did, were you standing, did, Lee? I did notice. I was in the in the big stand. The, the wall, I called it the wall of terror. But I think oh, the wall it, of terror. I call it the oh, wall of noise. Intimida- so you were standing there. Did you hide for that game? It must have been very intimidating to be in there. When Everton scored, <laughs> did, you, did you hide? No, I didn't. Oh, well, you actually just outed yourself as an Everton fan in the middle of the wall of terror. What did they do? In, they must have torn you limb goal, from limb. In the second goal, I gave it, you know, I gave it a 
not not the big end, but you know, I made it quite clear. Obviously, I was cheering on for that for that goal. Um, and to be fair, that you know, they were, you know the, the lad next to me, we had a bit, we had a laugh about it. But obviously, when they scored their equaliser, mate, they were giving it big back to me, mate. They, you know, they all. But it was all jovial. Tottenham, mate, Tottenham got to be honest, bantered mate, in whoa, 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 whoa. their new stadium by an Everton fan. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair though, mate, I, I was thinking like because Rob was getting a bit worried, you know, like oh, you know, calm down and all that. It's like, mate, it's the 21st century. If you can have pricks, you know, aka Stamford Bridge, you know, you'll see them, you know, idiots. But in a, in a, in a modern stadium like that, 21st century, I don't, you'd, I'd expect to feel safe. Yeah, and that I did. It's because it's soulless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at him, mate. He's, he's, he's it's constantly true. badgering it's to true. like bait up mate. fucking Tottenham fans. Right, let, let me continue. Let me continue. <laughs> right, so you've got. Uh, You've just said that the stadium is amazing. It's right? a beautiful stadium, right? mate. And which we should expect for a billion and quid. And you said the other the other week that was that the stadium technologically is fucking incredible. Oh, it's in, right? it's, in, it's an incredible feat of engineering. How much money did Spurs spend in the summer? They didn't. Did Zero. They? How many times have we talked about Levy and how fucking ridiculous he is with his money grabbing? Yeah, which yeah. is his business. How often do Spurs overreach themselves or do something questionable? Is their captain and star player a player that literally came through the ranks? I'm really struggling to think of a reason beyond a rivalry why I should hate this team. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, for me, as a Man United fan, I can't think... Bear in mind that we dick on these boys all the time anyway. And even when they were good, we, the, Van Gaal would still beat them anyway. With Van Gaal's team, it was terrible. Didn't they like, beat you this season? No, but we give a shit this season. Um, <laughs> but like, no, they beat, they, mate, they beat them at Wembley. Oh, you got revenge. <laughs> but the biggest thing, like, for me, Spurs aren't a factor, right? Liverpool fans, I just want to get this into, I just want to talk about this for a second, right? You guys, fine, right? Liverpool fans are at a point where they must have thought when Steven Gerrard gave the it doesn't slip now speech and then he literally slipped over and a smiling Denver bar collected the scraps and put it in and Liverpool then went and lost the league. After Chris Ball. Liverpool fans must think that it, it that is the lowest. It can't get any worse than this. And they will be sitting there now, and they'll be thinking, "Wow, at least this wasn't as bad as that." Yeah. They'll be disappointed as fuck because, as Wood said there earlier on, they wanted this more than anything else. They wanted this league. This is what this is the hope. This league represents hope for them. This is why next year is our year as a thing because they want that league, right? As a, as a Man United fan who enjoyed the slip heartily, I think I named it my greatest moment ever in football earlier on in the season. Now, there will no, nothing will ever top the slip for just pure comedic value. It was fucking hilarious to the point where when I go on like Time Hop and it tells me what happened seven years ago and it was the slip, I, it warms my heart. Yeah? It makes me laugh still. I still picture Tony Poulos' face with his... <laughs> You know, it it's brilliant. If someone asked me, if Liverpool were to lose the league, you know, be you know, what other scenarios would you like to come? Would you could you come up with? I'd never be able to come up with this one because it involves Liverpool being fucking incredible, amassing a points total that would have won the league every year apart from last year, having two golden boot players in their team and the golden gloves, losing one game all season, and not winning the league. That is humor on a completely another level and it's perfect it is perfect because for all of their all of the gloating and our we're amazing you but know, what we haven't won anything and you know what if they win the champions league it lessens the impact of how hilarious this premier league fucking loss is to me 
I want Spurs to win it because I want Liverpool to look back in the future and say, do you remember that team we had when we had golden boot players and we had Jurgen Klopp and we had that fucking cool stadium which they got expanded and they had fucking the golden gloves and they played this amazing football and they had the best fullbacks to ever grace the game and they had Captain Jordan Henderson. But what did, what, what did you win? Oh, nothing. That, for me, is a joke that keeps on giving for the rest of time. And I need that. That's in my one life. way of looking at it. But if you know, for if you're a Liverpool fan, I'm sure you'll counter with the fact that you probably they probably do and should rightly so feel proud of of their. If you don't finish, whilst, the, if you don't finish first, mate, you finish. I know the achievement, the ultimate achievement, is you want to win the league, and that hasn't happened. But oh, I'm not. I'm not arguing they're not proud, right? If I was a Liverpool fan, so therefore I, would, I, don't, I don't feel like they, I, was a they, fan, they, I don't feel like they care as proud. much as they do last time. I feel like last time it is because they. they if anything, to be fair yeah, to them, they learned this, their lesson. This is what I'm getting at. A lot of them this did is, learn their this lesson. This is what I'm getting at. Nothing could top that. Do you know what I mean? Nothing could top that devastation. And now... This is the closest thing now, you now No, but it's not even close. It's something else. It's pride that they're fucking hurt. Right? <laughs> they're so disappointed. And you know what? It isn't an obvious, it isn't a painful disappointment that's clear to see on their faces. But deep down, when they go to bed at night, mate, they'll be sitting there... Or 30 years from now, when their kids say to them, or their grandkids say, oh, talk about Liverpool when you, you know, when you were younger, Dad. And they go, oh, we had this amazing team, best team you've ever seen in your lifetime. You know, they talked about, obviously, you've heard the stories about Suarez, son, haven't you? And, uh, and, and Gerard slipping. Yeah, well, this team, we came back from that. And, you know, we had all the golden boot winners. We had golden gloves. We had Jurgen Klopp. We had the fucking stadium. We had the tactics. We had everything. Didn't win anything. That's when it hurts. That's when it hurts the most, when they can tell their children we didn't win anything. When they're <laughs> with their children. That's okay. what I want. That's what I... That's, that's what, cynical, that, man. That's, that's, what, that's pretty cynical. That's what brings me life. And Spurs, having done everything right as a club, they haven't been overtaken by fucking horrible Saudi Arabians. They haven't been fucking... There's no sugar daddy there, really. You know, it isn't like something that... They, they've done everything correct. Look at Arsenal. Look at them fucking themselves for the next fucking hour long because they financed the stadium. Yeah, and played basically football in spreadsheets. Somehow Spurs have got a, a method here where they fucking played football manager spreadsheets to make their stadium worthwhile, build a fucking stadium that's amazing, have a team of players which are fucking coached incredibly well. And Johnny, you know I mean? like for me, I hate Spurs. I don't like them. But for me, I can't begrudge a team doing it this way. Mate, my experience after the after the game this weekend is, you know, I did come away kind of having similar feelings. You know, like kind of don't want to begrudge them you know the way they've done it they've done it properly as you said they're, they're an aesthetically pleasing team I would say for large part you know we all love Pochettino I mean I think Pochettino should be the manager of Man United we've all said this it's not going to happen don't <laughs> just, just Mate, don't. just to go back can you not see that if all the money all this power that you have literally just throw it all at Pochettino not any fucking players mate just throw it at Pochettino Yes, I hope that happens. It won't happen because Ed Woodward and the board... Well, isn't isn't Oli getting sacked, though? Can I just say one thing? I'm just going to say one thing completely about Man United, just quickly. I read this the other day, and it really resonated with me quite a lot. You know, like we talk about with Man United, the whole thing of their entire... their, Their messaging out to all of the fans is, we need people that know the club, yeah? That's why Darren Fletcher is getting jobs. This is why Rio Ferdinand is getting jobs. This is why Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got a job. This is why Mike Phelan's got a job. This is why Nicky Butt is the head of fucking youth of it. This is why all this stuff happens, right? Because, oh, we need Man United men. Don't mean 
like and we then people you've talking you've spoken about ix right woods and the fact they've got mm, ix yeah. people in, in positions they do the problem is right is that i would wager that the people that are above the people in those positions at ix are also ix people the people at man united in the fucking boardroom are literally not man united people what's fucking in any way shape or form so it doesn't matter because they're still within a framework which fundamentally is broken do you know what yeah. i mean no, no, I completely understand Damn. what you're saying. Yeah. But if you can extract the best out of limited resources, he will be your man. In terms of resources, but he won't have players, limited resources. He'll, you know what, right? If if we got if, whoever, he can, if he can mold a team like he did with Tottenham, and he's done it now, what for the last what four or five years now? The thing is, right? The thing is with this team. I know we've skipped onto United here, and I apologise for that. The thing is with this team is that if we get if we get the money's there, and the, the, the appeal of playing for Man United is still there. Players would still want to play for Manchester United, right? I know you doubt this some, for some reason, Lee, but you're fucking crazy, right? If we got a manager that basically could pick players, knew what he wanted, had a system, give us like four transfer windows, and we could probably get some, we could probably get a team that's looking all right again. But the fact of the matter is, we just seem to refuse to get a manager, or if we do get a manager, we don't back him. Look at the Mourinho thing. He knew what players he wanted. And we're like, oh no, we're just going to give you half a season before sacking you. I, I was no fan of Mourinho, but it was clear as soon as he didn't get, we, all we bought was Fred in the summer, th th they, they didn't want to give him any money. And it's like, irregardless of what maybe his other transfers have done, you have to back the manager. And I feel like we're going to have Oli here. And the issue is that I think this time we're going to back the manager. We're going to go fucking whole hog on it. And it's going to be the biggest PR thing ever. Because Woodward's going, going to go, I don't want to have this reputation as a sack-happy fucking well, mate, person. That, that, that would be a disaster. Mate, it, this, is, this is the fear. Because the fact there is, we're going to go and give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a fucking fabled war chest. He ain't got a fucking clue. He's got Darren Fletcher doing shit. He's got Rio Ferdinand picking players, apparently. Mate, we are fucked right we have just hired the man that we hired the manager of cardiff who got them relegated and then fucked off we hired the man we've basically gone to mold this time last year he he led his molder team or the however you pronounce them to a one-all draw with eighth place in the norwegian league he's gonna get well, he paid was, he was in eighth place he's gonna get paid seven million quid in his tenure at man united right he's on, per, per year or oh, he's, he's on he's basically on 150 grand a week okay right he was on like 100 quid a week at Moldy, I swear. Like, like, seriously, the jump up from that to this is unfathomable. That they, the, the, the Glazers and the Woodwoods and oh, anyone up there should literally be fired for fucking gross negligence. Because this is complete. I can't believe it's happened. I, can, I am stunned at it and I am beyond angry at it. Like, I can't believe it. I'm fucking furious about this. What's, what could get interesting is there's obviously a lot of chat that Allegri might be available in the summer. He might be finished at Juve. And obviously Allegri was one of the names that was put in uh, at one point linked with the United job. Uh, apparently he might be going to Paris, which means that Tommy Tuchel might be available. <laughs> so there's an opportunity that either Tuchel or Allegri could have been available this summer. Manchester United have got, uh, like you say, the, the former manager of Cardiff City and Mulder. Um, in charge. But wasn't he like? Wasn't the, the rumours about him being sacked not true? No, obviously, I guess not because he's not been sacked. But you know the fact that they've gone and lost to Cardiff, they drew with fucking Huddersfield. That's abysmal. 
I think. Um, well, I don't know if the rumors are true or not. Obviously, I don't. You know, I don't. I, I don't no, know what. Simple as that. I can't no, see how the, they're going to back him though. If 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 then rumors they, they, are already look, starting to circulate. This is really. why you put a director of football in charge because you're not going to be buying players just for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, you buy. You're going. You, you're going you buy it. Regard. You buy it for a system, not the manager. Exactly, and I think that that's Darren Fletcher. Nice, don't know. Well, Darren Fletcher's now that, the Darren Fletcher's well, signing. I, 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 I don't know what his role is. I don't know. He's the tech. He's been put in a, apparently as technical director. Um, now I don't know where that sits in. That the does framework. not sit with signing players. That's my understanding as well. I don't yeah. think that that's where he. I think he's going to be kind of more guiding the youth uh, setup and how they migrate into the senior squad. Um, the, uh, it, it's madness. Um, but all I would say. Is that, let, let, let's give it the summer, see what players do come in from Manchester United, what players, more importantly, go out from Manchester United. And, you know, you revisit this in October, November. Um, I know the wheels do feel like they've properly fallen off the uh, Solskjaer bandwagon since the Paris Saint-Germain result. But I can't... It, it, it feels... It feels like it's a whole combination of things going on there. Um, and I don't think it's fair to kind of lumber everything on Solskjaer. I, having watched Pogba um, at the weekend, that was fucking shameful, his performance. And I don't even want to talk about it a little bit where he got into it with a fan because I feel he's, he's firstly, he's well within his right to kind of uh, converse his opinion back to the fan if a fan's going to give it. I don't think he necessarily was conversing. He seemed to be kind of giving the classic Pogba opinion back. Um I thought he handled it quite well. Didn't I, I did too. I did too. Look, like that. He didn't get aggressive. He kind of laughed it off. But I think it's very easy to laugh stuff off when you're earning 250 grand a week and some guy's crying in a crowd at you being shit. So um, he, 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 I still feel you need to get rid. Um, I, I just feel that he is a problem as long as he's in that dressing room yeah. because if he's the focal head in that dressing room, that feeds into all of your team. And he's the one that I do not want doing that. Um, problem is, is that Real Madrid ain't got the funds to buy both Edin and, and Pogba. Um, so it becomes, where do you send him off to? Um, and obviously with Mino Riola being suspended for three months, that makes that whole task a lot more difficult as well. So it becomes a loan deal. Yeah, you can't, you're never loaning Paul Pogba out, are you? Well, you know, you loan him with, obviously with a fee behind it. Yeah, it'd have to be a head. Would you I like mean, to hear some Paul Pogba stats? For this yes, season. yes, please. Because I know that statistically, he's actually had a good statistic right. year, right? This is in Europe. Okay. And this is for midfielders. Most goals, most assists, most big chances created, most successful dribbles, most accurate passes, most key passes. Um, yeah, those are the stats. And there's actually about a fucking 50 more where he's leading on all these stats. And you know, the thing is... Across think, Europe? Yeah. Genuinely. It's because... Pogba probably plays more of an offensive position than the majority of standard midfielders. But uh, go, on, go on to your point, Mikey. The f- but the fact of the matter is, right, is that we all know that Paul Pogba is a talented boy, yeah? Absolutely. However, what are, with the attributes that he has, I don't think he's actually a very good footballer. Is that a football brain? Um, or... I, 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 I think he's like... You know, we talk about players and we talk about players being proactive or reactive. Yes. Now, I think he is purely reactive. I don't Certainly in the, in the defensive phase, absolutely. And I think using, you can, and this is the argument, you, know, you use stats or you use what you can see. And when I see Pogba, I see a man, well, a boy, he seems like a boy. Mm-hmm. I see a guy that when he can be asked, can be amazing. Yeah. How old is Paul Pogba? 
Is he 26 or 27 now? You know Jesse Lingard is currently in the bad books of Man United? I didn't know this. What's he in the bad uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's on thin ice apparently because he is very immature and he doesn't have enough end product. And he's too focused on his brand instead of progressing as a footballer. And the feeling is that if he's Rashford's age, that's kind of fine. But Jesse Lingard is like 26 as well, or, 20, or maybe 26. He's getting 26. He's 20, yeah, he's 27, isn't Same he? age as yeah. Pogba because he's the same. He's, yeah. And people are disappointed in him for that because he's not at the right age level to be acting and behaving this way. And Paul Pogba is exactly the same for me. Yeah. It's exactly the same. And for that reason, like, I don't care how much talent you've got or how many stats you top. Um, as a player in a team, you're not good enough. So if you get Allegri in, then surely that means Pogba would stay in that position. He would stay at Man United. Well, at least he'd know what to do with him. I mean, he, he, the thing is with Pogba is um, he's at his best when he's got more senior heads around him. Yeah. So he can kind of keep that in check. Whilst he's the Billy Big Bollocks in the dressing room, he's going to spend his time dabbing and doing what the fuck he wants, basically, because no one can... Paul Pogba is, is, is that guy. In, at international level... He ain't getting away with it because there's big personalities and world-class players surrounding him that will basically pull him in line. I think Manchester United's biggest problem is they just don't... They, he was better when we had Zlatan. Yeah, because guess what? Zlatan's the biggest personality in that dressing room. And he's a fucking winner. Like, he calls himself a lion for a reason because that's what he is. There's no... I, and You know, I, I've seen this. I've been reading that like, a lot of United fans say that it's that the injury to Zlatan was kind of what derailed everything for United and Mourinho because... Yeah. Um, he never came back right. Uh, he obviously was out for a long time, so he missed the start of that, that second season. And not saying that kind of 36, 37-year-old Zlatan Ibrahimovic is the answer, but to have him around the club with a winning mentality that he brings, he would have held Pogba kind of more accountable for his actions. Have you no heard, one can do that. Have you heard Lukaku, obviously, his dream is to play in Italy, right? I have heard this. And uh, Inter Milan won him. Yeah, because potential... Conte's taken over, isn't he? Yeah, and there's, but there's, there's a potential for some kind of part exchange with Icardi. With Icardi. But like, do, do you know, it made me laugh because you want, you wonder about players' motivations, right? And what they want to do with their careers. And some players are like an Angel Rangel, for example, probably happy just plugging away. Yeah? Never going to be a well-beer, but there he is, plugging away. Someone like a Lukaku, I think he's the most deluded man in the world. Because whose dream in 2019 is to go and play in Italy in a slower, Especially weaker league. If you're a you know, you know a, a black footballer, like no one's dream if you're a black footballer is to go play in front of a, a fans who are so racist in their core. Uh, actually, speaking of which, um, the Juventus kid, the um, the fans was it Bologna fans not punished? No, they didn't get punished. No, not punished. You know, like what? Why? If if you were, uh, if you're a black footballer, what, what would drive you to go play in that league? I'd want to be as far from that as possible. Well, Fuck he, that well, league. Yeah, the thing is, if you look at himself as well, he clearly doesn't want to get in shape. You know, he, he you know, well, surely in your in that position where you're playing for Man United, get, you have two choices, right? Go to Italy, don't change, and just continue how you are and have a career, or get fucking leaner, get fitter, and prove yourself in the hardest league in the fucking world. Yeah, like it tells you a lot about the mentality there, and I would imagine that Paul Pogba is probably going to leave Man United, and he's going to be probably in the same mindset that Lukaku is. It's my dream to play in Spain, and this is where I want to be. Sorry, I, th- I thought I was nudging the cat. It was Lee's foot. We we're playing footy. 
Paul, Romelu Lukaku in Italy would be hilarious because the pasta and pizza, you think he's fat now. <laughs> He'll balloon, mate. He'll balloon big time. He'll chug um, around, mate. Well, mate, make, that league made Higuain look good. Yeah, true. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we've probably got off topic here with, with the Champions League. Um, oh, I just wanted to add because uh, um, I really enjoyed Pochettino's celebrations at the end. I think it showed how much it meant to him. Um, we've all questioned, you know, Tottenham's ability to win trophies or to make finals. I know you'd like to pick up on it quite a bit, Woods, but yep. um, watching that emotion pour out of him, I thought it was beautiful. Um, yep. And then... I mean, what, I'm, what, I'm all what, about and, my and the point And the point I wanted to make with him is going back to the Man United job, was the fact that he's put the feelers out there again, I feel, by saying to Le- Levy, yeah. if you don't back me, I'm fucking off. So he can go there, he can win a Champions League, he'll make him a hero. If he ain't backed in the summer, literally, there is your option. You hold on to Oli, he's your, he's your manager, you sack off, you bring in Pochettino. Yeah, I mean, you And s- you make up for the error that you missed out first time. I mean, you say that, but there, there's going to be some big jobs potentially available in the summer. Um, I think if he's available, Paris will be about getting Pochettino in. I think Juventus. Um, obviously, the Real Madrid job is not available. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, the, the emotion was great. Um, I, I'd really want my manager to be crying after winning a semi-final. Um, that, that's kind of where I want my club to be. So, levels. Always, 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 always. I give up. Let's just listen to the rhetoric of uh, Woods over there t- chatting about his hatred of Chelsea. Uh, sorry, Chelsea, Tottenham. No, I, I, look, uh, credit Wait, where it's due. On, it, it, credit where it's due. Incredible, incredible, incredible comeback. Um, to show the bottle to stay in the game. And, you know, they came out at half time out of the tie. Um, and they obviously managed to drag themselves into a European Cup final. And I do appreciate the effort levels that went into that. And he hasn't he, and he hasn't taken Tottenham to a cup final before, has he? No, he's no, been he's, he's been a few semi finals against um, Chelsea and Manchester United. Exactly. So I feel like you know, and it, the media bang on about it all the time to him. It's, I feel like it's, it was nice that he had that 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 release well, of, two, of, of making a final and a major final at that. Something he it's, got slaughtered for uh, slaughtered for earlier in the season when he like there's you know, two, there's two, well, there's two managers there's two managers in in the European Cup final that are looking to get a monkey off their back. That's for sure. Because Klopp ain't won nothing with Liverpool yet. And obviously Pochettino doesn't have a great cup final record himself. He has not got a good... uh, But then again, Poch had an awful semi-final record. So uh, this year's Champions League has been something else. Absolutely something else. Um, Great ties throughout the competition. Do you know who's Um, really happy about this? Um, Everyone. BT Sports. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that deal's... Looking pretty rosy right now. Yeah. When all of a sudden right. all your English teams are really good other than Man United. You know, that, that does kind of raise the stakes a bit because I feel like BT Sport, uh, like you look at the viewing figures of who actually subscribes to it and watches the Champions League is lower than it's ever been, right? I would be fascinated to see what the numbers are like next season. Now yeah. that kind of there's a bit more of an upsurge in English football again in those later stages of the Champions League and European Cups. Very interesting. Or even the Europa League. Oh, no, Europa League, man. Which they have as well. Do you want to quickly touch on that? I mean, I don't want to go into too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. I, mate, regarding... Whoa, 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 whoa. We watched this game, didn't we? Which so one? did I. The Frankfurt. Frankfurt-Chelsea. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what taking goes on with this. Awful. Didn't deserve to get through the tie. No, you didn't. Simple as that. No, you didn't. Uh, that was an uh, absolutely shameful performance. Um, which is why... 
because it's, it's it's madness when you put it like this. Um, Sarri's first season, third in the league, um, ahead of the much um, lauded over Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, cup final against uh, Man City in the League Cup and obviously a, a Europa League Cup final. Um, on paper, that all looks great, doesn't it? But kind of talking about paper, you go back to talking about Pogba's stats, it, it, it doesn't pass the eye test. It doesn't take a genius to watch the games that, that under Sari. It just doesn't pass. That was a fucking abysmal, abysmal performance at home. Um, and they, they deserve to go out. If it wasn't for Kepa or for Balaga, who has come on this season, for what it's worth, I know that you guys are a little bit in and out of him. I, I've seen enough of him. I think I saw him make a decent save in that game, probably the first it's... time this season. <laughs> like, generally, I haven't seen him make a really see, good see, save. See, this season. is it, Lee. You, you dig me out for basically digging out Tottenham and all you do is just dig Chelsea out. It's fine. Well, sometimes I feel like we need to get a bit of a balance. Equally, <laughs> equally, you know what I mean? It's like one extreme to the other with you. Well, but um, overall, it was poor. Um, I thought Ruben played well. Unsurprisingly, I thought Edin was incredibly, incredibly quiet. He was completely out of the game. Um, I, he <laughs> he looked like a player that is very much on his way to Madrid. Um, and I think that's all kind of come out now. Um, Giroud was awful. Um, Higuain was worse. <laughs> it was, I mean, honestly, we played with 10 men. Um, we played with 10 men. We, 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 we was, Kovacic wasn't good. No. We were sitting there with Higuain. I said to you, didn't I? I said... Maybe Higuain can come on. And I was, then I was like, oh, maybe he's cup-tied. And then we were both like... Oh, no, no, because we were both like, oh, why Higuain starting? If Giroud's starting, oh, he must be cup-tied. He must be cup-tied. And then he came on and we were like, oh, no. Like, he... but, uh... <laughs> I wish he was cup-tied. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> mate, me. fucking hell. Zappa Costa's cameo was um, probably the highlight of the night. I thought he um, he came on and, and was actually pretty good, which was hilarious because obviously... Tim, uh, Tim K. Kristen's... Fucking, what am I about? Gary came on, mate. That was brilliant. Mate, going um, out, going out was brilliant. Oh, I'm coming on. Am I? I'll just take my vest. You know off. what? Because because we didn't cover it last week. Um, what did we cover it last week? Well, Gary Cahill being a knob. Yeah, we did cover that. Yeah, didn't we, we did. Yeah. We did cover that. Um, it, I I did find it interesting. Christensen uh, proved again that I'm right about this guy. He's a nice footballer, but he's got no heart. Um, basically bitching out, not kind of wanting to fight on. Um. This is the Cahill. guy that you were screaming for to come into your side. Oh, no, I was. I was. Don't worry, though. It's the Zoom in next season. So Everton will have to maybe find someone else. It's all right. We'll probably line them Christensen. Um, <laughs> and make him look good. Yeah, make him look Yeah, good. probably. Well, we're not playing <laughs> a sideshow Bob. Probably be quite Yeah, awesome, that probably it? will help. But um, obviously, the, the logical substitution for Christensen was the other centre-half that was on the bench. Uh, Gary Cahill, who chatted shit about Sari uh, just the weekend before. Um, and Maurizio, sorry, the camera's all panned there. And it's almost like he said that kind of gave Cahill the look. Cahill's kind of like, oh, I'm going to get my moment. And he's like, no. Asperquet centre half, Zappa Costa on. Properly mugged him off. Good. Apparently, Cahill was so pissed off, he didn't turn up to the end of season ceremony, uh, which is why he wasn't in the squad on Sunday. Gary Cahill, who talks about respect, can fuck off, mate. The cl- basically, Gary Cahill has won it all. There's no doubt. He has literally won it all. But he is so fortunate that he's played for Chelsea Football Club to do it. Um, he could have quite easily been playing for, for Arsenal. Because Arsenal were the other team in for him at the time when he was battling relegation with Bolton. And he would have won a couple of FA Cups. He could have stayed at fucking Bolton and no one would have cared. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you the, signed him, it was like a Gary Cahill. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, he, ultimately... He was quite up and coming at the time. He was quite high, highly thought of. He was... I don't know. He would, he would have gone to Arsenal if it wasn't 
for the fact that Chelsea, you know, a very look, very basic defender. He what? Yes, absolutely. He's um he's a basic, no frills defender. Um, but listen, when, the, you, when you signed him, I laughed because I was like, wow, Chelsea, Chelsea signing the likes of him, because that 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 says to me that Chelsea are they they're, they're shopping at a window lower than they should be. No, they yeah, I mean, not history that they did at Sidwell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, and. He was serviceable for a time. He did get to play next to John Terry, who probably helped him look better than he was. And then he just fell off a cliff onto Conte um, and then had to have his deficiencies hidden by playing at the back three um, at that, in the last two seasons with Conte. Uh, so fuck Gary Cahill. But anyway, he gets the penalties. Um, we go penalty down, uh, missed by Aspilicueta. I'm thinking, fucking excellent. We're going to lose the fucking shootout. Um, and then... Arifa Balaga came up big and Mr. Clutch himself, Eden Hazard, stepped up and scored the winner. And well, it's the golden penalties, mate. If you, do, if you miss first, you go through. Really? Yeah, it's literally it's like thing. The, the, the ratio of that happening is oh, quite, wow. quite favourable. Basically, see, when Chelsea missed, the first thing Lee said was they're going through. Fascinating. Is that because if, if the, you miss the next one, then the complete shift in momentum, the pressure just ramps up? Or? I assume oh. so. I assume yeah. so. There must be something to do with it. But um, Arsenal on the other side, absolutely annihilated Valencia. Um, Aubameyang banging a hat-trick. A glossy, a glossy score for them. Yeah. They, they, they could have they could have gone a little bit the other way if they didn't get Six shots, goals. four goals, yeah. right? Six shots, four goals. And But, you know, credit where it's due. The one thing about Arsenal this season is that they've got two top-level goal scorers, um, and that seems to carry them through. Uh, I am concerned. I think Arsenal are set up better to beat Chelsea just because they've got strikers we haven't got any strikers we've got none um and our best player Eden Hazard is obviously not prolific he has had a 15 and 15 season in the Premier League which is uh he's only one of four players to have done that but we'll see um but that's the Europa League hey, next season we... oh, sorry, sorry just quick one. next season without Hazard are you worried well it, it all depends on if we have a transfer window or not if we don't get a transfer window, you're very goes. confident that that peel's getting over. I, I am still confident that that still, will get. Still, there's a nervous start. <laughs> still confident, like before. It's because, mate, it's because I'm looking at the date and it's like it was not happening, mate. You was emphatic that it wasn't I happening. Look, I, it's getting towards mid-May. I'd like it to be sorted by now. Um, it's 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 gone to Cass as I'd expected. Um, I still expect it to be frozen, and I'd expect Chelsea to be throwing money around in the summer um, while they try to replace Eden Hazard. Hopefully. And I think he's a little bit unfair. I don't think Coutinho is a bad player. I don't think he's as bad as what Barcelona fans think, but he's certainly not a replacement for Eden Hazard. Um, but I don't want to talk about Chelsea transfers until we can actually sign anyone. Well, he um, wasn't a replacement for Neymar, really. He wasn't, he wasn't adequate enough. Well, Dembele was Well, it was Dembele, Dembele wasn't it? Um, well, either or and, Dem- and Dembele hasn't been... Uh, I mean, Dembele has... I, has I, for some reason, I just thought with the Coutinho signing that coincided with the Neymar signing. No, it's the Dembele one. Dembele. Is it? Yeah, it's okay. the same summer. Dembele, the problem with Dembele is that Injury. he's got... No, evil. did it happen in January? No. Yeah, the Coutinho one did, but the one in the summer was Dembele. They bought, because they bought him for like 114 million quid or something stupid like that. Because Dortmund had them over a barrel because Neymar was leaving. They had to replace him with someone and Dembele was the obvious choice at the time because he'd just come off in a, an exceptional year at Dortmund. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The problem with Dembele, apart from injuries, as you say, Mike, is he's got a bit of the Paul Pogba's about him. I.e., he 
tends to only give a fuck when he gives a fuck. Yeah, which is not good. Can we just quickly change gears very quickly? Because we had a man sit. I've got a man sitting next to me who went to a game over the weekend. We talked about the stadium, and obviously last game of the season for Everton. This is a free man show. We talk extensively about Man United. We talk extensively about Chelsea. I would like to give you the chance to talk a bit extensively about Everton. How yeah. has it been? Talk to me. Well, How was yeah, the game? It was, it was Are you happy? Game, though, What's it? happening next season? Who do you want to sign? Are you happy with the tactics? Do you think Jordan Pickford smells nice? What? What? Talk to me. Well, like I said that it's a bit of a nothing game, so neither team were really playing for anything. I mean, obviously they had the, the eight goal swing, was it? You know, Arsenal needed to do Burnley, and we needed to beat Tottenham. You needed that eight goal swing, which obviously was never going to happen, and it didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know, mate. We we grew into the game. We were we we're quite. We were very nervous for the first 20 minutes and once again our downfall was the uh, a set-piece routine. I think we've got the worst record in the league after after you take a penalties out of the equation for conceding from set-pieces. Um, so something that does definitely needs to be worked on for next year. But there are there are, there are are shoots of... What's the word I'm looking for? When a shoot comes from the ground? It's like a, a shoot of life and hope. And yeah. The shoots of recovery? Maybe not recovery, but you know, I feel like there is progression, slow progression. I, I, I think we said it before. You know, I don't know if we've got the ability to break into that top six. You know, I feel like it's going to have to take someone from that top six to drastically. I don't know, go down. That could be Arsenal. Well, you're looking, you're looking at Man United, but you know, you've, you've called out the resources. Arsenal don't have those resources, um, especially if they don't make Champions League. Exactly. Um, but yeah, but going on the game, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, oh, well, I thought we were going to do Tottenham, here, didn't I? <laughs> Went to one, I started giving it the beginning, like I said, uh, and it and it didn't happen, um, which would have been nice because I would have really liked to have broke that uh, duck of not actually seeing our team or Everton win <laughs> for a long time. Um, it was interesting though with uh, seeing Gomez come on the pitch. He, uh, he looked like he was like you know giving little fluttering his eyelids towards Pochettino because that's the rumor at the moment that he's he's going to Tottenham, which is quite depressing. That is depressing. Yeah. So you're going to see the beautiful Gomez. I think it'd be quite good at under, in, in, a, in the Tottenham shirt. Yeah, I think it'd be quite good there as well. But yeah, mate, to be honest, like, with Everton, it's been a nice end of the season. I think we've only lost two in our last 11. I think we had a period during the middle of the season where we only won two of 11. Ultimately, that cost us uh, you know, any chance of uh, cracking into that top six. But positive end of the season. Positive end. We'll look forward to it we'll again next year. Obviously, key is in the summer who signs who and how many players we get in. It feels like for me, I don't know about you boys, it feels like this summer is absolutely massive. You've got four teams who are sitting behind the top six with ambitions to break that. You've got three teams in that top six that have had dreadful seasons and have massive summers ahead to strengthen and not repeat the same mistakes. Um... It's going to be fascinating because one of those six, uh, one of those four behind, do have a real opportunity to break into it. It's it's, it's a fascinating se- uh, summer for our, um, Everton in particular because obviously you've got quite a few loan players um, that's going to have to be addressed. Um, I think if Chelsea have a summer window, then maybe if Everton want to hold on to Zuma, there's a chance that deal could get done. Um, well, we have two loan players, don't we? Yeah, I know. Zuma okay, it's probably two Gomez. key players, though, isn't but it? They are they are key, yeah. I mean, Yemi Mina had a run out at the, uh, <laughs> the weekend. Yeah, I haven't seen Jesus. him in a long time. Yeah. Um, and obviously then you've got Leicester who look nicely set up. They are trying to rush through the Tillman, uh, Tillman's uh, transfer right now before Manchester United, Arsenal and whoever else want to get in on that. 
so they're a fascinating team, as we touched on last week. Um, and then obviously West Ham. Be interested to see how they go about their summer. They they they're going to be interesting because of the um, Declan Rice transfer, and if he stays or not. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great. Well, summer. I, what I was going to argue there is that I feel like the teams in the top six. I don't feel like there's enough players out there that will strengthen and make them better significantly. Off the top of my head, that they're attainable for them. So you were talking about Arsenal, maybe even like yourselves, you know, Chelsea. Even if you take away the um, the ban, you haven't been thrown about money like you have done. You know, uh, that's not true. We spent a lot of money. <laughs> we spent seventy million on a goalkeeper and fifty million on Jorginho. We Chelsea, Chelsea then also spent fifty-eight million on. Pulisic in, in January. The, the money has been spent. Um, it's it's a bit of a myth that we haven't. We've spent a lot of money the summer before. We we've been fr- we've been throwing money around on shit players. That's the problem. You you probably it's not been, aware. Hasn't it much been like spent. slightly lesser sums, but on shitter. So like you drink it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, but I'd like to think it was yeah, lesser so, sums, but it was still yeah, a lot of money. So fair. Yeah. So it's fair enough. You you highlighted the the Kepa one for seventy million, which obviously is it a goalkeeper record or? It was. Yeah. 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 It is. Sorry. Yeah. I don't, I just don't see you doing that. I can't see you doing that again, and I can't see you signing two or three players. I can't see Arsenal. Make, I feel like t- Chelsea and if Arsenal Chelsea need a good two or three. If players, Chelsea can like, buy players this summer, I will tell you now it will be a fucking massive amount of money gone into it because we won't be able to buy players next summer. Okay, but who are you getting that out there that you feel is a achievable and b is actually going to make you better? Look, Luka Jovic is the obvious answer there because um, we need a striker. Because uh, I think Giroud may well uh, leave. I think there's a chance that uh, they'll cancel the Higuain deal. A chance? Um, <laughs> they fucking well better do. Uh, which leaves us very short, obviously. Um, Aiden Hazard replacement? Question mark. It, it would have been a much better situation had uh, Callum not not obviously ruptured his Achilles, so that has to be addressed. Kovacic is going back, um, which is no massive big deal really. He's been. Just yeah, is the yeah, you know. It's like oh, he's he's neat with the ball, but does nothing with it. Um, that's okay because obviously Ruben's going to step in there, but we could do obviously with an extra body in midfield. Pedro um, and Willian a year older. Oh, fuck me. You've got me. some players coming into the thirties now, haven't you? We have uh, those two in particular. Those two. Um, David Luiz is already there. David Luiz, yeah. So ideally, we could do with a new right back. No, sorry, not right back, left back. Um, Emerson. I'm still a little bit unsure of. Obviously, Marcus Alonso's deficiencies have been highlighted at great extent this season. Uh, we've got Reese James coming back into the squad, hopefully next season to play at right back. Centre half. Somehow Tony Rudiger made it into Garth Crook's team of the season. I don't know if you I saw, saw this. Yeah, I did see this. I did wonder how you would take on that. What? Uh, yeah, that was my reaction because obviously Laporte's been a Rolls Royce for Man City, um, and Tony Rudiger's been a. At times, he's been excellent. Don't get me wrong, but he's been a. He, he's we talk about Pogba being reactive. That's all Tony Rudiger is as well. Um, yeah, they got the Eric Bailey school of defending where he is. you just are um, quite scatty. So overall, Lee, I, I think I've just said that we need a new left back, a new centre half, a new midfielder, a new a couple of wingers and a striker. So hopefully, hopefully he can fill a couple of those positions. Um, we'll see. Mason Mount's going to come back into midfield from Derby. So that maybe we won't be going after a centre midfielder there. Um, I, I, I'd be surprised if we don't get another winger because I think there's every chance that William will go this summer finally. Um, he's in the last year of his contract and I think that I could see that that happening. 
But if we can't buy players, uh, to answer you, Lee, um, next season without Hazard, we will finish 10th. <laughs> and honestly, they, I, I honestly well, no, look at that You become like a West Ham, don't you? You have some good players, but you know you don't have any. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not. It's we finished tenth with Hazard. I mean, it's not out of the realms of possibility that this 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 squad would finish that low. I don't know, mate. You need Higuain. You need to lock him down. Lock him down. I mean, I mean, obviously, I've hi- somehow Man United escaped this because I've highlighted Arsenal and Chelsea as kind of the weak points of that top six. And kind of almost going against my what I've said previously about Man United and all their money, and they can keep chucking it. I was just saying, money, 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 money. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> money. Keep chucking it, mate. Keep chucking it. Yeah, mate. You throw enough. You're money chucking in it like, like some Fred, like you did last summer, mate. Fifty million on a Fred, and you're gonna spend another fifty million on a Brazilian that plays in Ukraine. Good luck. I ain't worried, bruv. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wait, Ollie's <laughs> at the wheel, mate. It's fine. Um, so quick one. Obviously, we've, we've, we've it's probably near us, the, near enough the show done. I would suggest. Obviously, we can't really do predictions because football is finished other than the FA Cup and the Champions League. When is the FA Cup? This weekend. This weekend. Shall we predict that? Manchester City. Manchester (laughs) City. Uh, Yeah. I'm not going to obviously go against it, am I? I'm trying to to think of, you know, could Watford do it? Mate, Watford had a decent game at the Etihad until they uh, conceded. I think they went a good hour or so and then they conceded three. I think Sterling got a hat-trick. Yeah, uh, fortunately, Holabas has had his uh, suspension overturned. I got to say, when I when I saw a match of the day, I thought he ain't getting that overturned. Yeah, For, yeah, fortunately, yeah. yeah, very fortunate. I'm amazed um, because the thing with that is the FA very rarely overturn red cards unless it's a, like a blatant one. And I saw a match of the day, and I think even Shearer's like he ain't getting that overturned. They'll be very lucky. I thought it was uh, harsh. It, it was harsh. Don't get me wrong, it was, it was harsh, harsh, but. Obviously, he's been sent off because he's the last man. It's a goal-scoring opportunity. That's what the sending off was for. Hmm. Anyway, let's like, try to remember his position. Regardless, well, well, I will say it's, it's nice. It's good of the it's good of the FA to rescind it because you know it's it, it's good because he deserves to play in the final. Let's, he does deserve to play you know in the mean, final. If you're a Watford player and you're getting to a cup final, nice so have we got have we got a predictions table? Uh, no. Is that going to be for next week then? Is it? Next, we, week. next week, what, what is the plan for next week? We well, this little, is, but this is, this is what I was going to get into. So up, yeah? what I would like, well, what I think we were discussing this offline. I would like to do a kind of a season review of, of kind of where we go through team by team. Like an award show? How have they, yeah, do, yeah, kind of mix it in with some awards. So maybe we do like, we run through four teams, do an award. Run for another, and, and with each team, we discuss how their season has done. Will the fans be happy with it? What do you think they should probably try and do next year in terms of signings, improvements? That kind of thing. We run through the league, have some awards, and then prepare for the Champions League and the Europa Cup finals, or Europa League, should I say. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we will be taking a little bit of a break over the summer. Got a few plans in the pipeline. And, um, yeah, we'll obviously we'll, we'll be back intermittently here and there. We think we've got a few specials planned for the show. Um, we'll obviously then come back properly, I would suggest, in August, where we do our prediction show. We've also got the friendly League of Nations to cover as well. Um, but yeah, we're back for obviously the prediction show next just next year. I'd like us to go through the predictions that we made at the start of this season to see if any of them came true. Interestingly, I, I remember one in particular. Abameyang. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Abameyang being top goal scorer. We had that one. He could have been, wasn't I genuinely right thought he was going to bring up the, the, the Wolves Fulham thing. That his face <laughs> is mate, just... Done, done, done to death, mate. Done to death. I think that... Much like, like Jack Elka's red card, yeah. Well, that'll be coming up on the award show. You know, most controversial decision made. 
But yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to add to the show. Do you, boys? Uh, I, I just want a kind of a quick shout out to, to both Manchester City and, and Liverpool for a fucking unbelievably remarkable yep. title running. Um, it didn't have the twists and turns of uh, title runnings past. It, it didn't have those moments, but... The 21 minutes that Liverpool were top of the league were miserable. Miserable. Oh, can I just add one thing as well from from the game I t- uh, from from the weekend's game at uh, Spurs? Every time I knew every time Man City had scored because the Everton fans were going mental in the corner. Yeah. they were going absolutely mental. It's like yeah, excellent, that's a City goal. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the fact that Liverpool won ten in a row and I think City won fourteen in a row. Um, that, that's that's ridiculous under the pressure, especially Manchester City, who for the majority of those games it did feel that they were following on from Liverpool and having to. To get a result, uh, just put out there up. as well. Missing Kevin De Bruyne for large parts, and Benjamin Mendy, and Benjamin Mendy. And I mean, that's the, not... like the, the injuries that Man City have endured this season compared to Liverpool. It would have crippled any other team. Yeah, yeah, and, and it just... just shows the strength and depth. Well, though, the... what do I know? Liverpool go went and beat you know Barcelona four 0 with a Rigi, and you know, <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's an incredible achievement. Um, one hundred ninety eight points over two seasons. That's fucking madness. That is. But like all good things, they do come to an end and chat is UEFA are coming and they are about to boot them out of the Champions League for next season. So can you actually see that happening? No, I cannot see that happen. I think they're going to be a mother of all fines coming, though. Um, I think they got fined 49 million last time. But I think they managed to kind of like wiggle out of it or something. The thing is, is that City have the best sports lawyers in the world because obviously they're bankrolled by a nation um it'll be interesting because it goes one or two ways doesn't it if city get punished and they're booted out of competition ffp lives right if city fight this and they ain't booted out it's dead forget about it it's um, free for all and, right? and it's a free for all at that point um do i agree with it i don't we've already touched on this earlier this season i think ffp needs tightening up um because the reason it's in at the moment is to stop shit tiny sorry shouldn't say shit tiny clubs just <laughs> i just buried like about like 70 odd teams um teams that are at risk of outspending their means and then going out of business that's why ffp was brought in to stop teams going out of business like bolton are right now they're there to stop that happening they're not there to stop billionaires play things uh basically recruiting the best players and managers in the world um i do think that it would be nice if uefa could kind of uh, address the balance but I also don't think it's fair to go oh you can only spend what you earn because then if you're a really big bollocks team like Manchester United Juventus Real Madrid Barcelona and you turn over hundreds of millions more than anyone else it means you're going to basically be having a competition between four teams for the rest of eternity so there's there's got to be some sort of balance here. Uh, the reason why City are in trouble is because they've um, basically been paying themselves sponsorship deals, which are unrealistic. Uh, I don't think that's a great surprise when they came out and said that they were the fifth biggest turnover in world football, despite never selling out their stadium. Um, make it that what you will. Fair enough. There you go. Any winners and losers? Um. Right, well, you I, think, I think you've touched upon the winners. Well, I've, I've been, I, I would like just this quick, just a quick one. I've been burying Liverpool all show, as I've been burying them all season. Obviously, whilst I'm ecstatic, there's a cat currently nuzzling the microphone. Um, whilst I'm ecstatic that they um, have not won the, the Premier League, 
I have to say kind of fair fucks to them. So when it comes to winners, I will give it. But I will give it to Man City and Liverpool. I know that Man City won the league, but and as funny as it is, and I will laugh about it forever. You have to be hands up and say when you watch this Liverpool team, it's fucking ridiculous. The quality of the fullbacks and the balls oh, that they put word. into the box. It's, it's, it's insanity. Absolutely insanity. It's, it's football that I wish my team played. And yeah. um, like if I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm, obviously I'm feeling hurt, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> but there is also pride. And having pride in your... Uh, speaking as a fan of a team, which I have no pride in whatsoever, it's nice to have some pride in your team. And uh, I, I'm a bit envious of that right now. Yeah. Lee? Yeah, it's hard not to disagree, disagree with either of you. Um, obviously, being an Evertonian, it's difficult to heap all the praise on Liverpool. But I think like what he's doing there is, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know, it's, it's hard. I don't want to say it's an extraordinary thing because at the end of the day, there's so much football that's being ploughed into both of these clubs. You kind of almost expect it, but then as we see with our good, good team over here with Man United. You can chuck money at something and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. What they've done is the pair of them, especially Man City, I guess, as well, they've, they've literally built a club and a business as one. Yeah. Whereas Man United, the, the, the football club and the, and the business are kind of almost two separate entities and that's why... Working against each other exactly. as well. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give it to, to City just because I love Guardiola. What about you, Woods? Um... Yeah, Chelsea, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely Chelsea is making the Europa League final despite being really shit and I hate Sari. I, I don't hate Sari. I just don't know where I am on that geezer. But um, it's interesting what you say about the fullbacks. Trent Alexander-Arnold is a different animal, mate. Oh, is he 20 years old? That that corner, that corner, it, 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 that was at the mind of someone much more mature in years. If Pirlo had done that. Yeah. I, Trent Alexander-Arnold is, is, is unbelievable. Um, I've saw a couple of Liverpool fans suggesting he could play centre midfield next season because I think Lineker's been banging that drum for a while. I wouldn't bother because he'll be wasted in the middle. He is lethal out there. He is absolutely lethal. He's, his strength is his crosses, much like David Beckham's were. And like when you play Beckham in the middle, it's like, yeah, he's fine there. But you just do not have the danger of those crosses going into the box. Um, so I completely disagree with that. He has to keep playing at right back. But um, yeah, the winners... Um, I'm never going to say Tottenham, so I'm going to say um, yeah, Liverpool. Um, ultimately, to close the gap by 25 points and come up, I know it's, it's it's kind of a kick in the dick, really, isn't it? To come up a point short, and um, as we've already touched on, who's the who's the reason why they came up a point short? It was Everton and it was Manchester United. So you've always obviously got the business done, but um, it looked like this time last week that they were going to finish second and have nothing to show for this. And as it is, they do have an opportunity to to win the European Cup um, on the 1st of June. Um, the football that Klopp managed to get out of that team on Tuesday night was ridiculous, bearing in mind the resources he had at his disposal. Um, and I think they're a credit to the league because without them, City would have won the league by 20-plus points for the second season in a row, and we wouldn't be talking so highly of the Premier League as we are right now. Absolutely fair. Um, I'm going to nominate my loser of the week. Loser of the fucking year, millennium, Manchester United. Losing... Last few games of the season, Huddersfield and Cardiff. <sighs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. I've wasted my breath. Who's your loser? Um, don't know. 
come back to me. I don't know come back to you. Okay, Tom. Loser of the week. Yeah. Because um, that's what I'm thinking of the week now. I'm thinking of the season. Well, no, no, Valverde. That comes next season. Next I, season, I, next season. But Barcelona were one foot into the final uh, to go win the European Cup as Messi had promised to bring back in uh, July, August time before the season has started. Um, and Valverde set his team up to get destroyed. Um, he addressed nothing with any of his tactics, um, bent over and took one for the team. He's also solely responsible for the fact that Tottenham are still in the competition as well, as I've already touched on. So, and didn't yeah, he ruin Spain's chances of winning the World Cup as well? No. Oh, that's the uh, other guy, isn't it? That's Lopetegui. the other guy, yeah, Lopetegui. Yeah, <laughs> How is Lopetegui doing? Any, anyone heard Where from him Lopetegui? lately? Uh, phew, I don't know. Next May night manager me. Oh, don't don't say that to me. Don't say that to me. Um, yeah, lose on Um, I don't know. No, oh, hurry up! I, I want to sit on the couch now. Oh dear. Okay. Well, <sighs> I don't know. No, I can't think of anything, mate. You got nothing. Mate, you got... all the relegations. I feel like I don't know. Like you know what? I just feel like all the games were just like your typical end of season games. Like you know. Absolutely. I've got one for you, though. Cardiff. Fucking Cardiff. Are you kidding me? They, they, I heard a Cardiff fan going on. Well, you know, we, we, we showed the league. Everyone set, wrote us off saying they were going to be terrible, the worst team in the league. And we only finished um, in the relegation zone by a point. I'm like, yes, because you lost to fucking Fulham, who were already relegated. This, this shouldn't be a celebration moment. You got relegated because you lost to Fulham and then lost to Palace at home. Oh, it doesn't matter if you beat Manchester United on the last day of the season to finish that close to Brighton. The fact is, you're relegated. <laughs> Jesus. Fair enough. I feel like Tom's been in top form tonight. I've, I've enjoyed <laughs> ragey. He's been very, time. very ragey. Mate, mate, my my, loser, been a of tough week, my mate. loser of the week is right there, mate. It's Mr. Woods. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and his blue tinted glasses, mate. Wow. Wow. That is going in, mate. That is. Ah. Oh. I nearly chose. You like, are sitting next to a Manchester United fan, and you are picking me. Well, you are a Man United fan as well, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll, I'm trying to retract it for you, but I can't think of anyone that's uh, worse. Can you just name the Game of show, Game of Thrones showrunners to fuck it? They can be the losers of the week after the appalling pile of shit they keep serving up for us. How's that? There we go. Yeah, the two directors. Yeah. Got any names? Nah. D&D. It's D&D, yeah. Just a quick update, actually. I've just seen something on Twitter which will interest you, Mikey. Um, Oli Gunnar-Solskjaer um, is going to overall any transfer of Anthony Martial. Or, sorry, Manchester United's chairman is going to overall any sale of um, Anthony Martial, regardless of what Solskjaer wants, because he sees him as, I quote, Manchester United's Pele. <laughs> who's saying... Who, who, that is, is that? That's Joe that's Glazer. Okay. So he's just picked like the biggest footballer in the world, and and he's just gone. Oh yes, yeah, so you, or sorry, you know, obviously in, in history, and gone. Oh yes, yeah, so you, you you can be like Pele, you are Pele. Pele, that's, the soccer that, player. That, oh, yeah. That's literally what's happened, isn't it? He's gone. I know one footballer, Pele. You're not selling our Pele. I hate football. I absolutely hate it. I hate football. Just. I fucking hate football. I'm done. Right, let's turn this shit off. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you for the awards show next week. Yeah, where we can talk about fucking Pele. Jesus Christ. Ariba Dirty. Adios.
Social Podcast Network.